Roach, Roach Coach. Podcast. Hot all day. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you, back for another episode of Roach Coach, creating this new metal canon one album at a time. This week, it's all about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? That's right. We're going over your feedback, your questions, your roach emendations. We're talking about all of them. This week, Matt, we got to kick things off, baby. With a big old who's listing. Who's listing? Matt, we know all about Holiday Kirk here on the show. Longtime fan, longtime friend, I would even say. I would say as well. Holiday Kirk is out there. He is as pro new metal as they come. I believe that he lives it, he breathes it, he drinks it, he eats it. He is, I think, sometimes trying to make things that aren't new metal into new metal but you know what that's just the enthusiasm that he's got is that is that holiday kirk forge always yeah. trying to forge new metal he is he is he's out there and he said you know he'll hear something and he'll be like maybe possibly and we love that enthusiasm we love that passion here at the coach and uh last year he made a list of the 100 greatest new metal songs of all time quite a list this, uh, as we record this this week, he's celebrating his 30th birthday. Happy birthday, Kirk. Happy birthday. And he has posted uh, that he started a, a, a sub stack called uh, The Agenda. And he's uh, he posted, uh, he was slow posting it, and then he posted all of it on his website, HolidayKirk.com, the 50 greatest new metal albums of all time. He had some incredible commissioned art done by Adriel Conteri, Conti, uh, Con, yeah, Contieri, um, Love it. which is amazing. I believe this rendition of uh, Mudvayne is amazing. This is really, really something. Really well done. And uh, he has given us a list of the 50, according to him, the 50 greatest new metal albums of all time. And when I was uh, rolling through this thing, I was like, these blurbs are not really blurbs. They start as blurbs. And then they get into straight up articles. And I think Kirk is an incredible writer on new metal. He's really does a, an incredible job describing this. And Matt, I mean, we got 50 records here. Um, yeah. Let's just run through the list. How about um, we'll just we'll just trade off on 10. We'll do 10, discuss, 10, discuss. Uh, so I'll start off. So this is 50 to 41, let's say. Yeah. He's got Spout and their album Tulk. One Minute Silence, available in all colors. Project 86, Drawing Black Lines. Blind Spot by Blind Spot. Healing by Unloco. Follow the Leader by Corn. Apartment 26, Hallucinating. Machine by Static X. Kekapase by Playmo. And Ultramania by Sio Taji. So, right off the get. How could we be doing this show for this long and still not have done all of those bands? Well, Matt, I think what it is is that, and and he goes into this in his uh, in his write ups, is that we're looking, but also we are a largely or semi largely listener recommendation based. Like when, especially when we, at this point, when we started this show, I thought I had a pretty good idea. And then people were sending us stuff that I'd never heard of. And I'm still receiving things to this day. And then going through this list, of course, there's things all throughout this list that I'd never heard of before. What, like Jerk? 
<laughs> yeah, Matt, like jerk. <laughs> like, how have we never heard jerk before? Right, yeah. <laughs> Pain field, you know, like we didn't know about these things. Um, so, you know, the well is deep, and we are really just still hanging out on the surface in a lot of ways. And so this list was very good. And Six and- years in, we're still hanging out on the surface? Man, I think we might be. Oh, boy. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so there's there's a there's a deep well of things to find here. Um, it was interesting to see, you know, I mean, one minute silence, you have no disagreement for me there. Follow the leader. Seems low, but at least Seems low. Odd. Seems low. Just going to say but, that. Hey. Your list, not your, ours. Your list, yeah. Um, yeah. I we talk- didn't put we didn't put self titled in the canon. <laughs> we so didn't. We didn't. We literally have no legs to. That's that. right. Uh, but it was interesting to see some of these ra- uh, records and bands that we hadn't really heard of or listened to before. I feel like Siotaji has definitely been recommended to us, but uh, Spout Tulk from two thousand two. Sorry, not familiar. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. You know, I mean, once again, there's Blind Spot in there again, just you know, taunting us with the fact that we haven't covered it. But uh, yeah, it was a interesting start. I mean, some of these though. I mean, I, we were talking about this before we started recording, Matt. That certainly there are episodes that we they stick with us. We never forget those records. We never forget those episodes. And then other ones that it's like gone from our mind forever for whatever reason. Instantly. Yep. And I look at like Project Eighty Six, and I'm just like, I don't recall this album being good. Like, I don't recall it, but. It made the list. It made the list. All right, Matt. Want to take this next one? Yep. Here we go. So 40, Carajo, Carajo. 39, Tala with Metrophagy. Uh, 38, Soulfly with Soulfly. 37, Switched, Subject to Change. 36, Cold, 13 Ways to Bleed on Stage. 35, Dry Kill Logic, The Darker Side of Nonsense. 34, Manga with Manga. Uh, 33, Missile Girl Scout with Wanderlust. 32, Limp Biscuit $3 bill, y'all. 31, 40 Below Summer Invitation to the Dance. Once again, you've got a couple on here, or at least one on here. Oh, no, two on here. Manga and Missile Girl Scoot, who we've never heard of these never heard of them at all and he even says though he's you know dug in to find these that you can't even find um missile girl scoot on any sort of you know he had to do his new metal magic to get that one you know it was nice to see Carajo in there i have to say that i forgot about tala but that is one that i remember we we didn't do on the show but we definitely have listened to some songs and that definitely rips this switched album it keeps coming back around and i just still think back i mean the one two three four fuck is great but other than that i just that one's a, that's another one that i remember just feeling like we all thought was kind of just okay yep. um but uh yeah and then um and we have feelings on cold we do have feelings on cold that is an understatement <laughs> and i know that the dry kill logic fans are rabid Mm-hmm. They Absolutely. love them. They love them. They love them. Also, through Dollar Bill, y'all at 32. I'm going to say it again. Seems low. Seems low. But Seems, hey. But hey. And I, I just want to reiterate. If, if the question was to mm-hmm. you, Lauren. Yes, Matt. Would you rather hear 40 Below Summer or $3 Bill? I think I know the answer. Yeah. I would um, I would say I'd, I'd want to hear uh, Pollution and Counterfeit immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that's just our list not it, holiday kirk exactly exactly and i i cannot reiterate um you definitely want to read these write-ups he again he's wrote, done the fucking work he did the work on the, each one has mm-hmm. the, a generous write-up yes and and notice matt we're already on, the, on this next page the 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 write-ups are getting longer they're getting thicker they're getting denser 
Um, all right, so now here we are. This is a 30 to 29. Incubus, science. 36 crazy fists, bitterness, the star. System of a down by system of a down. Home by seven dust. Infest by Papa Roach. The height of callousness by spine shank. Roots by Sepultura. Ooh. Adrenaline by Deftones. Cold chamber by cold chamber. And Steppa by Steppa. I'm not going to bury the lead on this. Roots. Too low. Needs to be higher. <laughs> <laughs> I listen, listen. Roots is a fucking listen, listen, powerhouse. I, 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 I don't. Th- I'm going to say it just for this one, and I'll, I'll reserve it for everything else. But, uh, but Kirk, Roots is too low on your list. Just going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, I'm going to say. Do you want to hear Steppa, or do you want to hear <laughs> Sepultura? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Roots. This was interesting. Once again, 36 Crazy Fist, famously the album that we completely forgot that we had done on this show, but we have definitely done. But definitely done. Definitely done. It's in the it's in you can go and listen to the episode right now, but I, I don't remember. Um he makes an interesting point. I like this quote from the 36 Crazy Fist line though. He says, Maybe if Ross Robinson had discovered 36 Crazy Fists instead of Glassjaw, he would have signed them to save Adidas Rock instead of kill it. there's an interesting sliding door situation interesting to see you know i mean once again you know sometimes you know when you're doing something 27 to 28 15 to 14 what have you you know these numbers can be almost arbitrary but it is interesting to see home by seven dust above system of a down by system of a down like I, i feel like just the weight of the system of a down record is greater it's just me but then he's he's got Papa Roach above both of them. And I really do feel, Matt, because we did Infest as our third app ever. And Jenny went very hard on that record. And I just feel like maybe if we had done that album like 100 in or 150 (laughs) in, maybe things would have been a little different. Because I feel like of the stuff, I just feel like Papa Roach, you know, I mean, they're, they're our namesake, and I feel like sometimes they got a short shrift on our show. I'm just going to say that. I, I do also, there's another thing I do want to push back on. In his write-up for Adrenaline, he says that if Deftones are the Radiohead of Metal, then Adrenaline is their Pablo Honey, the consensus dud. The fandom rejects it on purely moral grounds, rapping ooh, and Deftones ranked is almost always shorthand for Adrenaline last. And it's interesting because I feel like maybe if he'd written this, like, I don't, you know, I don't even know because I feel like whenever I see these lists, the records that generally get ranked last are either Gore or Saturday Night Wrist because this has Bored on it. It's got Engine Number Nine. It's got Root. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, I, I feel like this one he might be, he might be underrating. Well, yeah, I would say for the first three, this one's always at the bottom. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I'd say as time has gone on and the the discography has grown. Although I got to say, though, like it's it's really it's really that thing, though, is like where is, you know, where is the truly bad Deftones record? And I don't I don't really know if it exists. Like I said, I would say there's parts of adrenaline that are a bit of a slog. A little bit of a slog to get through. I mean, honestly, I'm not a Saturday Night Wrist or a gore maniac, but of like the the first three. Of the first three, it's definitely the lowest. Yeah. 
definitely for sure. And I like the rep for Cold Chamber here. I feel like I feel like people just need to recognize the Cold Chamber run incredibly solid. A lot of new metal classics in there. And I will never agree with you. <laughs> you will never agree with me, Matt. You'll never agree with me and Jenny. But uh, it is interesting to see the tide turn a little bit because I remember when we did the first Cold Chamber record and people were telling us that, you know, that they, that people would diss them and call them Corn Chamber and everything. But this uh, this record, as time has gone on, and then um, if you haven't heard it, Matt, and to our listeners as well, if you have not heard the episode on Cold Chamber, self-titled, uh, at the POD cast, definitely check out their episode on it. Uh, Brian is a hardcore dyed in wool fan of the first record and the passion for he has for this album is infectious and it's also just a very funny episode and they really get into a lot of interesting interviews and stuff. You know, we recently got some criticism for not doing research when it came to Tetrarch. Let me tell you, the boys of the POD cast did their research for this Cold Chamber episode <laughs> and, um, and it's very good and they make a, a very strong case for why it's uh it's 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 a new metal classic it's a new metal classic so yeah and then steppa i know steppa has been recommended to us that is one of those ones that's not on any streaming services you gotta get it uh, through illicit means or you gotta pony up that cash you gotta um but uh and it's one that we just haven't ever gotten around to but you know what i keep seeing it on these lists here kirk's got it on his list at 21 higher up than system of a down self-titled make it a strong case so, all right, Matt, what we got next? All right, at number 20, we've got Emil Bowles with Angel Delivery Service. At number 19, we've got Kitty with Spit. Number 18, Mudvayne, LD50. 17, Simon Says, Shut Your Breath. <laughs> uh, 16, One Minute Silence, By Now, Saved Later. Later. 15, Spike 1000, Waste of Skin. 14, Snot, Get Some. 13, Corn, Life is Peachy. 12, Nothing Face, Skeletons. 11, Orgy, Candy Ass. This one, I think Kirk would not feel we were out of line in saying that the Kirk really pops off in this top, in this uh, 20 to 11. A lot of interesting choices in here. I definitely agree that Kitty Spit should be this high. LD50, that's a crusher. Simon says, shut your breath. We did this record. I'm, once again, this is another one where I'm I'm not really hearing what would rank it this high. One Minute Silence by Now Save Later, we have not done, but Lord knows people have told us we need to get on it. We like the last one, it's just we haven't gotten around to it. The Spike 1000 we did on the show, that's a really great record. Snot Get Some. We like it. I don't think we love it, though. I don't know if we... Can you remember if we put that one in the canon or not? When I think back to that episode, I mean, I feel like that was like an extended conversation about, like, how he was asking someone to suck his dick, and we spent, like, <laughs> 10 minutes, like, trying to consider the logistics of how he's presenting it. I don't know. Life is peachy. Overfollow the leader, Matt. Not my personal preference. I, I always felt life is peachy, especially now in retrospect, having gone through all the albums. Mm-hmm. It feels rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of feels like, uh, what songs do we have in the in the tank? Well, we had these that weren't good enough for the first record. Let's do it. Well, it's funny because it feels like a more compact version of the first album, even though they're probably both albums are probably around the same length. Um, the thing I think is most interesting is that I feel like this this record has more 
there's a real peaks and valleys situation on this one versus the first corn album which i feel like is a, a very like gradual decline like as you go through you're just like okay okay and it never really perks up again but with life is peachy i mean you've got some stuff in the latter half that kind of perk you back up again uh but it also still has like you know a shit ton twist of, well it's got twist but it also has a shit ton of filler but it also has good god and it also and has adidas. adidas yes so interesting you know that he would that, that this is how he, he did it and honestly this you know kirk is like i said only 30 you know He's a young boy in comparison to you and me, Matt. And, you know. To, <laughs> this old battle axe over uh, Us over here, you know. This old tired truck. Listen, I just dug a hole in the ground. I'm waiting for somebody to push me into it. You know what I'm saying? Fucking, yeah. I'm closer to that dirt nap than ever. Oh, man. You know, don't, don't mention a nap to me. Oh, let's oh, do it. I'll oh, tell man. you what. Oh, I'll lay boy. down right now. Oh, man. You think I won't fall asleep during this podcast? You, listen, let Fuck me. Fuck you. I will. <laughs> Listen, this hole's looking a little vital. Let me just get in just to test it out, all right? <laughs> see all what right. the old earth is like. Oh, man, this is soft as shit. Oh, boy. Oh, I love this earth. Oh, oh, get me in there. You know what? Just put a couple Just put a couple, couple shovel loads on me just to cover me up just a little bit. <laughs> anyway. Um, but the Where did we go? <laughs> Matt, I think we both want to die. Um, <laughs> Just two grown men praying for death. Just a couple of guys just saying, anytime now, God, you can take me. Um, <laughs> Shuffle me off. Where's the Sandman? Right. Come on. You know, you know, waiting for the day when you hear a knock at the door and you open it up and it's the Grim Reaper and he's like reaching for you and you're like, yes, let's go. <laughs> he pointing at your watch. Hey, hey come on. <laughs> But I remember high school lunch table life is peachy discussions that would lead me to think that someone at that table, if they were to make a list of new metal records, would put life is peachy at something like 13. So yep. it's interesting that he's he's also gotten there in his fandom, which, uh, you know what? It's great. It's great. We haven't done this Nothing Face record. We know Nothing Face rips. So this feels just like another push. Like we just got to get to the rest of the Nothing Face stuff. I mean, I mean, the last record was called Violence, Matt. And it certainly was. Orgy Candy Ass. I mean, this is another one. It's that thing. It's like right on the line. And you think like if Orgy Candy Ass came out like two years later, would we consider a new metal at all? Mm. So Good question. Yeah. But I mean, a record I like. It's got stitches on it, and I heard Blue Monday come up in a mix recently, and I was like, the boys really did do the damn thing on this cover. They really did. And there's certainly nothing more new metal than a cover. All right, here we go. That's the truth. Top 10. All right. Number 10, System of a Down Toxicity. Okay. And then, also, I want to mention, now we're into full-on like articles for every single one of these song, uh, albums, so... Yeah. Uh, number nine, Around the Fur, Deftones. Number eight, Playmo, Episode 2, Medicine Cake. Number seven, Limp Bizkit, Significant Other. Number six, Iowa by Slipknot. But you didn't need me to tell you who that was by. <laughs> number five, Hybrid Theory, Linkin Park. Number four, White Pony, Deftones. Okay. Number three, American Head Charge, The War of Art. Number two, Corn by Corn. There it is. 
Number one, Slipknot by Slipknot. Whoa! This is what I've been saying, Matt. And here it is. Kirk does it. The stranglehold on the corn by corn at number one on these lists. Slipping, slipping, slipping. Still at number two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's still up there. If it isn't in the top three, I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, Matt, thoughts on this top ten? The top ten, I think, is strong. Um, we love that Playmo record. If I do not this one, we haven't even heard this one. But we haven't we, heard this one. Yeah, no. We love that first one. So mm-hmm. this is high praise. Right. Every other album, it's like it's going to be in your mix somewhere. I don't think uh, the American Head Charge at three for me. That band didn't ring my bell. This is this is when you're like, oh yeah, by the way, this list is by Holiday Kirk. Like this is Kirk's Kirk's gonna work. Kirk's gonna rock this one to the day he dies. All right. Like yeah. They're going to be shoveling dirt on him, and he's going to be like, American Head Charge, War of Art, give it another spin. <laughs> so he is truly seen by you in this list, Lauren. I, I see him. I mean, you know when they say, like, oh, I can feel somebody's fingerprints on this? Um, yeah. It's not fingerprints. This is a full body imprint. Okay? <laughs> like, I see it. He, he has... Um, I don't think he consulted with anybody on anything besides, you know, the grammar and spelling. Otherwise, this is all him to his core. This is how he has manifest the genre. And um, you know what? I love the passion. I love to see it. Around the Fur at nine. Love to see it. I mean, I still feel like we are, you know, he's still adhering to White Pony over Around the Fur. I I am firmly the other way around. Around the fur, you just you just can't touch it. And you know, Slipknot by Slipknot at number one. I really do really think it's 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 coming to be the consensus pick down the line that we're just gonna realize. Cause I mean, Matt, that album's got surfacing on it. And if uh if I well, I wanna I don't want to step on an album that we've already recorded. Um no. So yeah, we haven't recorded. Uh and this okay, I won't say anything about it then. That episode comes out next week. But uh yeah, surfacing it really does does the work, you know. In, oh, yeah. in, in a way to do that. But also having Iowa on here. Um you know, and I think that the thing with Iowa, and I think he he says it here. Um I'll just read this first paragraph here. I think this is very good. Um, heavier than Iowa. This has been the inside straight on every Slipknot album to follow. The new Slipknot album is going to be the one that makes Iowa looks like child's play. The band has tapped into that essence again, dude, and they're going to do it. It's going to be heavier than Iowa. Corey burned his fedora and Clown isn't doing NFTs anymore, bro. This is going to be it. But it never is. Nothing is heavier than Iowa. (laughs) And really, truly, that is, it is, Iowa is the gift and the curse of Slipknot because they Matt, and you and I are not as steeped in it. Jenny really would be the one to, I think, really give us a little bit more insight into this. And certainly our listeners can write in about this. But I feel like I'm not wrong in saying that basically once a band makes like their iconic record, their crazy record, whatever, and then they have to follow it. Yeah. And they always say, this thing that we're about to do is going to be the heaviest shit you've ever heard. And it never quite is. It could still be good. And it'll still be a record that you enjoy. But I remember in the lead up to Iowa, 
they were like, we're going to flatten the self-titled. We are going so hard on this record. And then they fucking did. Iowa is like the proof of concept that every other band who's like, our next one's going to be the heaviest thing you ever heard. But now it is also because they did it. They actually did it with Iowa. It is now, it's now their albatross that they have to carry forever. Because now every record after that is like, well, you can't outdo Iowa because Iowa is Iowa. You can't do it. And yeah. so, and so honestly, I feel like that's why the pivot to volume three was smart. Like, I know that's the whole complaint. Oh, Corey got soft. Everything's like, what are they going to do? They can't out heavy Iowa. They have to go in another direction or they're just, you know, they're going to pop a blood vessel. <laughs> well, there is a headspace, you know. Again, coming to everything about these bands late is a blessing just because I have no anticipation anticipation, or really let down from any of it because it's already happened. Right. But everything that I've read about Iowa is that they were a band that it's amazing that they didn't fucking self-destruct. Mm-hmm. Like They were really in a dark, 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 dark place. And they happen to find themselves with the producer that that's like IV in his veins. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's powered by that shit. Yeah. Oh, you're you're feeling horrible. You, you, let's feel more horrible. Like, mm-hmm. let's get some dead birds around here. Let's go. <laughs> Let me throw a flower pot at you. Like, you're with the guy who's just like, oh, you, you, you hate yourself. Fucking sing about it, bro. You know, like mm-hmm. that's. They've never used Ross again. No. Well, you know, I think it's also a situation, though, as everybody says, as Jonathan Davis, when he talks about working with Ross after the first two records, um, he's like that it just there's there's a sweet spot of time in which Ross is the guy for you and then never again because he is going to be demanding something. Although it feels like Ross now is a bit of a different situation, you know? Like, I don't mm-hmm. think Ross, like, cause there was a recent article that went up about um, uh, Jonathan Davis recording his vocals for Freak on a Leash, and that Ross was literally on his back digging his fingernails into his back while he was, like, trying to record. And Jonathan Davis was like, that's absurd. Like, why was I even doing that? Like, I would never do that now. Like, it's so, it's so dumb. And, um, but at a time when you're young and you're wild and free, Matt, and you're just like, I'm just trying to make the craziest shit anyone's ever heard. Ross is the guy that you need. You need to go in right. there and be like, I need that crazy guy. You know, it, it really it also comes down to the thing of like, you know, I think about when you when you started a job and you're like a teenager, early 20s, and you got some boss and he's just like a maniac and you're just like, well, I'm just a young guy just in here. I guess this is just how work is, you know? And you, right. you know, and then like 10 years later, you're like working in another job and you're like, you have like a normal boss or like, heaven forbid, a good one happens very rarely and uh and then you're like oh this is how life can be and then you think back and you're like oh i'm not putting up with that anymore and then as you move on to other jobs and other things in your life and then you encounter other people that are like that you're like oh no no i'm too old to put up with this shit anymore so that might ultimately be what it is that's the list holiday kirk's greatest new metal albums of all time i salute this list well done. No chocolate starfish, but okay, sure. You know, when you're making these kind of lists, you're doing these kind of things. We love a list. 
But I would also say, you know, like a lot of restraint. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't every corn album on this list. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. And and I mean the other thing is that also he's willing he, there is a there's a few I mean here's the thing we didn't even talk about it Linkin Park in the top 10. Some people don't want to give Linkin Park their dues for Hybrid Theory. It's got no swears, Matt. It's got no, no swears. swears. Radio friendly. Right? Baby's first metal record. But it's got paper cut. You know, it's got, it's got in the end, it's got, it's stacked, you know, so, so understanding like the, the overarching facets, the whole world that new metal can, can contain, uh, this list, uh, does a pretty good job of covering it. So Kirk, well done. I'm excited to see what else you're going to be doing on the sub stack. Uh, I am subscribed and, um, you can go over to holiday Kirk's website, holidaykirk.com and you can find out all about that. We've spent a good 30 minutes on that, Matt. I like it. <laughs> Let's keep on moving. Matt, we got to talk about who's quoted. Who's quoted? Oh, this is a good one. I like this. This is this a wild is, one. This is straight from We Are the Pit. Um, the, question, the, the headline for the headline readers is, Has Dopes Edsel been the secret singer of Static X all these years? Edsel provides answer. Matt, let me hit you with this quote. Are you ready? I'm born ready, baby. Okay, here we go. So, okay, so for those that are not familiar, for those who don't remember, when Static X returned in 2019, they had a mystery singer known just as Zero, X-E-R-O, who would perform with the band in a Wayne death mask costume. If you go back to i don't even remember what album it was um but jenny and i went to this show on this initial tour we got very in the cups and we were very upset when we saw the show <laughs> and you can go back to this episode it's from 2019 i don't remember offhand but um we went and um we had we had a great time and then we had a bad time um, you did not like the Zero experience. The Zero experience was very upsetting. But they have toured this. We can tell you that we are definitely in the minority. These shows have been very successful. They've been touring it ever since. Obviously, pandemic slowed things down a little bit, but they're back up. The gr- biggest rumor about it, though, was who is Zero? And the thought process was that Edsel Dope is Zero. He mm. is, um, I guess, Static X manager. He is also involved in producing the newer stuff. So that is who it is. That is who the assumption is of who's providing these live vocals. Or at the very least, like vamping along to possibly a track. Be that as it may. This has never been officially confirmed or denied by Static X Camp or by Dope himself. So Edsel was on Audio Inc. Radio and he was asked if he is truly the front person for Static X. This is what he had to say in response. This is a fun question, and I can answer it for you like this. I would say that I'm certainly involved with Static X. I produce the record, and I'm in the process of producing another one right now. I kind of like to consider myself to be the creative director for Static X, because because there was a big void left by Wayne, and somebody needed to step in that had that sort of capability. But as far as who's singing for Static X under the mask, I think it's important for me or for us to say that the goal was for there only to ever be only one living, breathing singer of Static X, and that's Wayne Static. 
As long as we don't put another face to Static X, then Wayne will always be the face of Static X. And I think that is ultimately the goal. So the idea was to create an entity, for lack of better words, a masked entity that could allow Static X to live on and go out and perform while keeping the focus on the three guys that helped start the band with Wayne and somebody there to represent Wayne as opposed to replace Wayne. So I'm definitely involved with Static X. They're friends and I'm here for them. But the last thing that I'm ever interested in seeing is Edsel Dope being the focus of Static X. That's not something I'd be interested in being. So Edsel Dope is not the singer of Static X. But Edsel Dope is Wayne Static's persona is being brought to life by Edsel Dope. That's the way I. That's yeah, the way it's. That's seems. the way. It, that's that's the only way I can read that. Um, yeah. And I am when Static X is performing, Edsel Dope is not performing. Zero's performing as a personification of Wayne Static. Yes. So, honestly, here's the thing. I can't say how I would feel if I went to see Static X again live. And I don't think I ever will. Just going to be completely honest. Now, Jenny and I did listen to the Static X comeback record from 2020 and it's very good like Mm. no lie it's very good i think we talked about it um when it came out on the show and so i i think that they're keeping that essence there on the recorded level live i don't know if i can truly ever reconcile the ghoulishness of that i i feel like this answer is i mean yes clearly edsel dope is behind the mask that's that seems pretty clear to me. But I think the intention here, if you want to be kind about it, is this understanding that you cannot do Static X with anybody else because it is Wayne Static. And so you need to have sort of this avatar. It still feels, even as I say this now, and I'm trying to be like devil's advocate, um, it does still feel ghoulish. You know what I mean? We are still... Well, that was the thing that you didn't like about it. It was like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was... Because... Wayne Static isn't with us anymore. Right. I I feel like... I don't even... Here's the thing. I'm I'm trying to equivocate what might make it okay for me. For me. Just as, like, singular me. Because obviously, it's okay for a lot of people. A lot of people want to... It gives them what they're looking for Mm -hmm. in a Static X performance. Yeah. I mean, you get... Here's the thing. As we said... And if you go back to this episode, you listen to two people going through an emotional breakdown dealing with this uh, this performance. The band sounds incredible. They sound like they are Static X. They're the band. They're the band. They can do it. They always could. It's just the the visual representation of dressing up as a dead guy. I can't get past it. I can't get past it. But I but I see what Edsel is saying here. That their intention, if we're to take their intention to be true here, although it seems like a very thought-through response, is that you can't just throw a guy up there. You can't go and say, well, we're... Here's Lauren performing with Static X. Exactly. Yeah, it's, that's not it. Like, the moment... Like, basically, he's saying, like, Wayne is, is, is this essence. He's no longer there. The rest of the band still wants to exist as the band. You cannot replace him, so the best you can do is this avatar if you're going to continue this but you can never have it be identified as anyone any true person 
Okay. This is the first time in my recollection, and I'm sure this has existed before, where I've ever seen that. You know what I mean? Where I mean, I can't think of any other time this has ever happened. Because normally it's like, you know, I'm thinking of great singer replacements. Van Halen. Right. You know, sure, we called it Van Hagar, but Sammy Hagar was the singer in Van Halen. Very public thing, but it was. But David Lee Roth wasn't dead. Right. So then it brings you over to Suicide Silence is the most... You know, that's the most in my mind of, okay, that's a band. Well, Matt. They, they lost Mitch. What? What? I would go somebody. I mean, you might have forgotten these guys because they're a little obscure, but ACDC. You are wearing a shirt Ooh. that is a parody of the ACDC. Yes, I'm wearing logo. my Motor City Dan Campbell t-shirt. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but ACDC, there's another one. They lost their lead singer. They got a brand new guy. You know, who was the driving force of ACDC? Right. Did you think Bon Scott was? Or are you going to be like, it's the brothers? Right. Really? Well, this is the same thing with Van Halen. Van, it's, they're called Van Halen. They're not called Lee Roth. Roth. Exactly. Um, this is a band Whereas literally this called... This was Wayne Static. <laughs> Static, Static X. X. Yeah. Um, uh, so I felt this was honestly a much more measured response um and thought through than i'd expected i still don't know if i can totally get on board i would say right now i still cannot get on board with I it i guess i understand a, it a lot more yeah i do i don't yeah i can't i can't it is grim it's i mean i think that's yeah. the thing it's fucking grim yeah because wayne static is not here anymore yeah and you've put on a death mask yeah and are you're not I that's the thing it's like are we impersonating wayne right Ah, this is the thing. This is the that, moral dilemma that I wrestle with. I wrestle with this. Because fucking Journey got the guy who sounds exactly like Steve Perry. But Steve Perry isn't dead. And Steve Perry <laughs> said, go ahead. Get whoever you want. I don't give a shit. I'm hanging out with eels. So, <laughs> I mean, that's true, by the way. <laughs> Literally. Steve oh, the weirdest fucking thing in the world is they get in the rock hall again with the fucking rock hall. Steve Perry comes up. Hey, thanks, guys. Walks away well. <laughs> then, then Journey with the new guy performs. That's right. He's like, I'm, you can't do it. You can't make me do it. You can't make me do it. I'm, I'm D-O-N-E done. Yeah, that man, let me tell you. He truly is. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man. Okay. Well, um, I always love to hear from my guy, Edsel Dope, even when he puts me in these moral conundrums. Um, and I just got to say it. We got to do another Dope episode. Um, one day, one day. Matt. We got a little bit of time left. Let's find out who's going in these DMs. Who's in these who's DMs? Who's sliding up in? Um, we got this message, and the person who sent it to us, their screen name was just a bunch of dashes. So I'm sorry. We're calling you Dasher. Dasher. And you said two odd turns down the new metal rabbit hole at 3 a.m. Perfect time to go down the new metal rabbit hole. I was researching an article about a non-new metal band called Marcy. They were signed to Flip Records. I was going through Flip Records founder Jordan Schur's Discogs, and he worked with two new metal bands I had never heard of, 
Cinder had an album produced by Scott Weiland and Jay Baumgartner. It got shelved for whatever reason. The only single released, which is on YouTube, sort of sounds like a Godsmack with more punk influence and screams. It also has a goofy costume change by the lead singer at one point that's worth the watch alone. Uh, the other band is called Sinistar that was signed by Fred Durst, sort of an industrial metal band like Dope. The weirdest part is it features the vocalist from the doom metal band Burning Witch. Sorry for the late block of text, but I probably would have forgotten all this by the morning. Dasher, thank you for this message. Thank you. Listen, our, our, some of our best thoughts come to us at the most unexpected times. You have to pounce on that inspiration and send that late DM. And it's okay. You send us DMs anytime. We'll get them in the morning. We'll get them in the morning. We'll check them out. Many, many a DM I've read in the morning getting ready for work over a bowl of cereal. And I'm like, who's this band? Who am I being taught about? Check it. Mm. So, Matt, I feel like Sinistar, we've covered them a few times or at least been been advised yeah, about them. Definitely. Um, but Cinder, that's a new one. I don't recognize Cinder, that's for sure. The unfortunate part is Cinderella Man comes up first. Oh, no. Are we going to have to talk about that? Uh, was that uh, Russell Crowe? Ah, forgetting the director's oh, name. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I never watched that one. That looked like one of those homework movies. You know those movies that come out and you're just like, listen, I'm not in school anymore. You can't make me watch a boxing movie set in the 1920s. I'm, gonna grow, I'm an adult. You don't have to do yeah, You can't force that on me. I'm going to guess it's House Full of No Trust. Okay, so I found uh, I found on TowerRecords.com a album by a band called Cinder, the very new metal font. The album's called Machine, um, and it says that it was um, produced... Oh, wait, hold on. I guess this is it? I'm so confused. It says... Well, it says, it says Go ahead. 2006's House Full of No Trust. See if I got more images besides the cover. Okay. Oh, then they have another album called Break Your Silence that was produced by Scott Weiland. I think we have to cut a lot of this. Well, this means I found the right one. Okay. So, Break Your Silence, The Machine. Oh, 2021, they put out the Wyland demos. Mm. So let's see if there's a popular song that's in the Wyland demos. Okay. Soul Creation is their one and two most played song. So okay. from the Wyland demos, here's Cinder with Soul Creation. i 
All right. Matt, all right. I'm going right. to say it right now. There is an old meme. We joke about this all on the show. This is people know it all the time. Mom, I want to get blank. We got blank at home. Okay, listen. This is an interesting variation on this. I don't think we've ever seen this before. Hey, Mom, I want Godsmack. We've got Godsmack at home. Well, the Godsmack we got at home apparently weighs about 25 to 30 pounds lighter than Sully and can do an ollie on the skate <laughs> on the skateboard, okay? Because <laughs> this was like – is this like s- – Godsmack, but like fleet of foot. Like this is a this sounds like Godsmack that can do like the like the the five minute mile or something like that. Like this sounds like a like a Godsmack that like is getting up early in the morning, no cigarettes, no coffee, just like gets up has an orange juice, does like fifty push ups, fifty sit ups. The guy you hate at work. Like what if the guy who says I love mornings was the lead singer of Godsmack? That's what you've got here. Like this was. Yeah, I've never heard such upbeat, Godsmack-sounding music before. Interesting. Especially produced by known heroin addict Scott Wyland's. Like, uh, interesting. Interesting. Not at all what I expected. I liked it. I'd I like liked to it hear too. more. So that was the demo version. Now I'm interested. I got to know what the studio version sounded okay. like. All right. So this is off of Break Your Silence. Pretty similar. Yeah. Recorded low. Like quiet. Okay. Very similar. Yeah, very, very similar. Very similar. Well, just a little bit crisper. Little crisper. Little crisper. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I thought that was. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, a more fleet of foot Godsmack? Sure. I'll be into that. Dasher, thank you for going down that 3 a.m. new metal wormhole to bring us that. Much appreciated. Matt, we got a message from uh, Joseph. Joseph comes in with, as a filthy fan uh, myself, I think Lauren uh, could enjoy this bunch of British boys. Genre tags fit the Roach Coach agenda. Definitely a forgotten gem I just recently rediscovered. I know you guys love your worm videos, but are bees new metal enough? You be the judge. The name of the song is Power Struggle. Uh, it is Sunna, directed by Paul Verhoeven. I don't know if that's true, but <laughs> I did watch this video beforehand, so I can weigh in after we listen to a little bit here. All right. <laughs> New metal bees. Bees.
Jason. So right. I was initially a little confused by this message because I was like a filthy fan, but I believe he was filthy. I think he was talking about being a filthy. And I definitely hear a little bit of that in this music. I would say it's missing the crucial <laughs> scream that Richard Patrick can do so well. I can tell you that I can't do it. Just trying to imitate it right now. Uh, scorched my throat in the two seconds I just tried to do. My throat was like, what are you doing? Stop it right now. So clearly leave that one to the professionals. As far as I can tell, this has got to be another Paul Verhoeven who directed this video. That being said, this video, we've talked about worms. We love worms on this show. If you have worms in your music video, you're doing something right. Wriggle, wriggle. Bees, on the other hand, I'm a little I'm a little torn on bees. Matt, how are your feelings on bees as per- portrayed in cinema and film and television? Look. In real life, I respect the bee. I yeah. love the bee. Mm-hmm. Keep pollinating bee. I loathe the wasp. Oh, yeah. Can't stand the yellow jacket, the hornet. Get them away from me. They're always by my sweet apple cider at the cider mill. Ugh, get away. Shoo. Portrayal in film, it's always, there's something horrifying about a swarm. Getting swarmed by anything? Terrifying. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hate it. Suffocating on bees? New metal as fuck. There you go. This video is interesting because this band is rocking out so hard that they have not noticed that the barn in which they are performing in is being consumed by a beehive and bees. They're just rocking too hard. They're feeling this song too much to notice the bee situation. Then, one of the members, I can only assume long-suffering girlfriend, arrives to, I don't know, pick him up, drive him somewhere. This seems viable. I could see these guys as being like needing a ride. Hey, can you pick me up once I'm done playing bass, you know? And then she sees all the bees, and she's like, fuck this. I gotta get out of here. But then she gets consumed by the bees, at which point they start to realize, are there a bunch of bees around? And the video ends with them all sort of realizing oh shit, we're surrounded by bees. And I don't know if that's the look you want to go for, that you're just a little too tense to miss the encroaching bee swarm. As far as bees portrayed in film and television, I agree, Matt, being consumed by a hive, being consumed by a swarm, very terrifying. I do have a formative experience with a comic book that a kid across the street had where they the superheroes had to fight a villain who was all bees, like his body was bees, and it seemed like a mystery of like who was underneath the bee swarm. And then at the end, they like took his cape away and all the bees flew away and there was no one underneath. And they're like, how could it be a sentient swarm of bees? You know, always remembered that. Always remembered that. Lately, as far as bee presentation in film and television, I'm just familiar with the bees episode of Black Mirror, which is, I'm pretty sure, like a top five stupidest thing I've ever seen. But I'm also kind of anti-Black Mirror. So that's me. That's me. Never seen an app. Never watched an app. Matt, it's like your mom who doesn't know like how to log into her Gmail account, like wrote, like got like a $20 million budget to make like a bunch of like Twilight Zone episodes. And it's like, what if, what if your email killed you? And I was like, okay, (laughs) sure. And, you know, and then. And then also the thing about Black Mirror, maybe we've talked about this before in the show, I don't know, because I I think Jenny's a fan and she's uh, pushed back on my takes on Black Mirror. But once I found out where the title came from, which is that when your phone is off, it's a Black Mirror, 
I, got, I just rolled my eyes. Give me a fucking break, okay? Give me a fucking break. All right, we're going to jump ahead, Matt, and we're going to round out this up with Andrew Wolf's Roachmendations Part 2. Roachmendation from the wolf. So Andrew Wolf has given us so much here, and I, I don't want to bury the lead. I just want to get in front of this right now. Right now, Matt. We've got two songs left. After today, we'll have one song left on Roachmendations Part 2. And I know some people may be asking... Do you have something set up for when part two is over? Has someone sent you a new list? Have you found a new list? Is a new list coming? The answer, my friends, is Andrew Wolf came into our DMs. Roachmendations part three, son. Yeah. The wolf. He's ready. He's got another batch. Of we can only guess they're going to be heaters, Matt. We can only fucking guess they're going to be heaters, heaters, bro. Do you fucking do you hear that? Do you hear the fucking heat coming your way? Heaters. All right, Matt. Before we get to part three, which we by the way, part two, we got to finish part two. Which all the way right now, sequel maybe better than the original is. Are we are setting ourselves up for one of the great trilogies right now, Matt? Possible. Oh my Possible. god. Oh my god. This is crazy. All right. All right, everybody. Matt, we've talked about a lot of bands on this uh, on this uh, list. Uh, we talked about Dealer and their song Blade and a Bullet Wound. Charcoal Tongues, another one of you. Dead Drop by Lourdes. Morally Flexible by Darknet. Matt, who we got this week? This week we've got Danger Kids from the album Blacklist. The song Blacklist. <laughs> our fucking bottoms off oh over my here. gosh matt we gotta get to a danger kids show man we, it seems like a good time we gotta I'm get enjoying there. myself they're gonna be rapping they're gonna be singing they're gonna give you some hot drops but they're also gonna have on a key they're gonna have a guy with a keyboard okay and he's going to be hitting those notes with a lot of space between them all right gonna give you a lot of time to think about each note as he's tapping away each one has extra meaning because of the space between all right some people say it's not about the sound but the space in between the sound and that is what we are hearing here on blacklist is what we're hearing and i know some people can say like guys this isn't like a ripper like normal and you're right it's not but this is this is a metal bop this is a new metal bop all right 
You know, this is hitting that like you've been missing the little Lincoln Park. You've been missing a little That's bit. That's what of it. I was gonna say. There's just no. It's not faint. It's not fa- nothing's faint, man. That's the thing. I still get up every morning, even knowing that there's only one faint. But there's yeah, only one faint. There's, there's only one literally faint. only one. there's only one faint, faint. light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Faint esque. Yes, that's true. That's true. Listen, if you're performing the song and you've got a wall of strobe lights behind you, I think you're going to be okay. You know what I mean? If you're in danger, kids, and you're planning your 2023 tour budget, I'm saying allocate a little bit of that green to the strobe. I'm just saying. I there think it is. it's what you should do. I love it. I really thought it was great. I want to hear more by Danger Kids. I mean, the other thing, it's got danger, but they're kids. So this kind of makes sense. Ooh, you're fine. You know what? Proof, it, it's right there in the name. It's right there in the name. Proof of concept. So I enjoyed that very much. We've got one left in Andrew Wolf's recommendations, Part 2. Love it. Great. And then we're going to dive into Part 3. My God. What Just a gift. Head first. Head first, going all in. And believe it or not, Matt, that does indeed bring us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Doing it. Doing it. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello to us online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all of those as Roach Coach. Coach with a K, of course. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. Become a Patreon member. We have something special coming up for Patreon members. So definitely check that out. And until next time, Matt, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Jenny, thank you. All right. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.